This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged. The podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Hey, Pat Calamari here, host of Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Hopefully everyone is doing well. Don't forget Pat's Patreon page. All kinds of good stuff. Need to sign up to be a part of Pat Soundbites fan club. You can be the early access rocker and find out when I'm doing podcasts and interviews way before everybody else. You can do the fan recognition rocker and get a personal shout out on an episode or even on the radio station or the exclusive Soundbites. Exclusive access to extra video content from artists. And I know I'm going to have a lot more going on. Pat Soundbites on Patreon. Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Pat's Soundbites IGTV. You know, when you're in the business, you got to cover all the bases. And that's certainly what I'm doing. Today, episode number 770. Man, it seems like 100 is right around the bend. Can't thank you for all your support worldwide. And don't hesitate to share with your friends and subscribe whatever podcast hosting site you choose to use. Spotify, iHeart, Apple, Simplecast, Deezer, whichever. Go for it. Today, number 70, from the UK, I fell in love with this band the minute I got a copy of their tracks. The band is called Little Red Kings, and trust me, you're going to hear more about this band. They got their act together. They sound great. If you like classic blues rock sound from like the 70s, I mean, I hear Zeppelin, I hear a little free, I hear Black Crows, I hear Aerosmith. They got it all going on. Little Red Kings, and I got a chance to talk to their front guy, Jason Wick, from the UK. And he talks about the band, talks about who's in the band, their name. And uh, they got a new CD album coming out, officially released on May 29th it's called the magic show part one certainly sounds like to be a magic show part two so real real cool chat and yes i was and still am very excited for this band there's something that you just got that feeling that they're gonna be one of them that are gonna make it and don't take my word for it just go on youtube Bring up Little Red Kings, and you'll see what I mean. They're live shows. They, there's some chemistry there. Very organic. Very cool sound. So take a peek out of all that. Little Red Kings. Okay. Be safe. Please be safe. Let's get through this corona thing once and for all. Live, love, and laugh a lot, folks, because life is way too short. Sit back and enjoy and subscribe. Why not? Hey, this is Jason Wick from the band Little Red Kings, and you're listening to Pat Soundbites Unplugged. 
WBXO Classic Rock Redefined in conjunction with Pat Soundbites Unplugged. I am super excited today. A pleasure to have on the line all the way from the UK, Mr. Jason Wick from the Rockers Little Red Kings. And trust me, you're going to hear more about these guys because I'm going to keep on playing their incredible music. Jason, thanks for your time, man. Thanks for calling in. How you making out, pal? Uh, Pat, I'm really good. Wow, that, that is some intro. I'm not sure if I could follow that. Oh, I think I'll just put the phone down now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like, you know, every day I get another CD, and it just excites me to know that there's great, good rock and roll music, whether it's created in here in the United States, the UK, Australia, it doesn't matter. And there's some really good stuff out there. And, uh, I fell in love with you guys the minute I got the magic show part one. Well, let me lead into the, so the fans know, we got Jason on the line. They got a new uh, album coming out, the magic show part one. It's officially released on May 29th. It's available on all the digital uh, outlets. I encourage everyone to buy it. Don't steal, don't download, buy, buy, buy. Jason and the band works too hard to give this stuff away. Now, that being said, I have fell in love with your tracks, and I've been digging, and I've been blasting it, and I just want more, and I can't wait to see you guys live once we get past this whole virus thing. How, let's start with that, Jason. How are you uh, How are you and the band surviving during this uh, corona lockdown? And uh, I'm sure it's affected a lot, everybody in the UK as well, right? It has, yeah. Well, Pat, you know, it, it's probably the worst time to release an album, which we which we did, but you know, um, which means we can't tour it, we can't gig it, and that they still are, yeah, they still are bread and butter. They still how we pay, you know, pay for the for the bills in the band is to sell actual physical CDs, and we can't we can't go out and about and do that. So, um, so we've just moved everything to an online presence just trying to do as much online stuff as we can i've been doing solo live streams and we've been doing zoom chats with fans and and you know releasing little videos and things like that but really what we want to do is get out and about and, and gig but we're doing all we can to promote the album without actually leaving our houses <laughs> No, I hear you. You know, it's like a double-edged sword. I, you know, I say in the beginning, I was saying to folks like yourself, man, what a challenge. You release an EP, an album, a CD, and then, you know, boom, a rock wall. No life. Yeah. But what I've, what I've noticed, Jason, is that with everybody home, there's more. I mean, it, it's such an advantage, I think, in a way, that people are always looking for new stuff. So as much as I know there's nothing better than a live performance, in a way, I think it's great that you got folks' attention by putting it out there. You know, I know it doesn't make you feel that much better, but I trust me, it's great that folks are are looking and grasping and wanting more and more. So, you know what? I love the magic show. I even went back to your album, Callus. I mean, but I've been, yeah, yeah. I've been playing in Harrystown. I mean, I think my wife is going to like kill me going enough. <laughs> I'm blasting Harrystown. I love the video, but, um, 
But before we get into all that, Jason, and, I'm, and I hear you, and uh, yeah, I guess there's not much more you can do to promote the album. You're online, you're doing interviews, uh, even here in the States, which is great. I'm going to do a, a Zoom chat with you. We'll talk about that offline and get you and yeah. the guys and uh, maybe do a song on that. Um, so talk to me about who's Little Red King for folks here in the States has never heard of the band. How long have you guys have been in existence and uh, go over who's also in the band with you, Jason? Okay, so yeah, Little Red Kings. We, we're from uh, the county of Norfolk or Suffolk in the UK, which is kind of on the East Coast. Um, there's five of us in the band. Uh, we've got uh, Dougie Art, who's a Scot Scotsman from Scotland. Uh, we've got uh, Craig Stevenson on keys, he's from Ireland. Uh, Mr. Ben Beach on bass and Harry Wickham on drums, and they're from the East Coast, as I am. So we're, we're um, sort of from all over the UK, but now we all live in this area. Um, we've been going for about five years, I'd say, in this, in this kind of lineup, uh, seriously. And um, yeah, it's, it's going really well. We've sort of we've formed, got together, had a had a like for similar music tastes, that kind of thing, and and become firm friends, I guess, out of it. So yeah, it's it's worked, it's working really well, I have to say. I mean, the chemistry of what I've seen, and for the listeners, I, you know, it's hard, I'm not a big fan of genres anymore, the days of, you know, you gotta be classic rock, or rock, or alternative, or, you know, you're a rock band with a lot of, to me, a lot of 70s blues, you know, a, a modern alternative. I love the piano and organ sound. The bands, I hear Zeppelin, I hear Aerosmith, I hear the Black Crows. How would you describe your music to the listeners, Jason? Yeah, well, I think you, I think you said it. I mean, we, we started off uh, and, and our genre was kind of a classic 70s rock kind of feel, uh, but we're, we're, we've got so many sort of modern elements now and on the Magic Show Part 1, I mean, there's some some real sort of modern elements mixed in with that 70s stuff. Everything we do is is um, real instruments. You know, everything you hear on the Magic Show Part One is 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 a recorded real instrument. But there are sort of um, modern elements to it. So it's not. I, I see a lot of rock bands around at the minute, but what I don't see is a lot of uh, rock and roll. You know, the, the the role seems to be removed. So we're we're putting the role back in rock and roll. <laughs> Yes, very organic. I mean, yeah, the, the vocals are great. The harmonies are great. Very bluesy guitar licks. Very solid rhythm section. I mean, on watching your some of your uh, YouTube videos that were filmed in front of a live audience, I mean, the, the folks are going crazy. I love some of your songs that start out with the piano. Got a kind of yeah. real nice, tasteful piano feel. I mean, man, I'm like, who are, where, where have I been? So I'm just, I'm blessed to be hooked up with you and uh, to be able to play your tracks here uh, in the oh, States. Right. Talk to me about the songwriting, creativity. I mean, we got, I fell in love with Send to, send, send to Me, Weather the Storm. Um, obviously, I fell in love with Harry's Town, uh, Almost Over. Um, talk to me about the uh creative songwriting process is that just um, you or the other folks uh, you guys get together and go into one studio and uh, start out with a guitar riff or a piano or how does that work for you 
it's, it, for us, it's, it's literally a little bit of everything. So uh, a lot of the time, um, say, said to me, um, tracks like that, they'll, I'll bring, I'll bring a song and it'll be partially formed, and I'll never, I'll never finish it. Um, for the reasons of bringing it to the band and letting the, the guys all chip in, um, and we'll do it like that, and then, and then um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe write the lyrics before or after. But but tracks like Harry's Town, I mean, that's that we did that completely different. We actually sat on hard wooden chairs in a circle with acoustic instruments and said, "Let's write a song." Um, and, and we all sat down and, and literally, I, I can't say who wrote that song because we all just said. You know, and in 15 minutes, we'd written Harry's Town as, as, as five of us. But that is quite rare, doing it that way. Normally, it'll be something where I'll bring, you know, an 80% finished song, and then the guys will always put their, their side on it. So, literally, it can happen in any way. But um, we, we didn't really write anything in the studio while recording. We tend to do that whilst rehearsing, practicing, gigging honing songs like that before we actually get them to the studio and, and record them. But yeah, any way that works. <laughs> yeah, no, and yeah, any way that works. And I always ask the artists, you know, today's technology, you know, there could be a guy like yourself in the UK, but you're a member of a band in the States or vice versa, and folks are sending wave files out and I'm not, a, don't get me wrong, Jason, I'm not a musician. I just love, I've always loved music growing up. And I would be afraid that I would miss, miss um, some key magic without the five years, you know, in the, you know, together, playing together and recording, you know. Um, yeah. So that makes, so you, by, by having everybody there, you know, as you said, Doug, gets, Doug goes, wait, let's try this. Or Craig says, let's try that. And before you know it, you got this magic. Do you, do you really sense it, Jason, that you go, holy, we, we got something here, you know? How does it, what's that feeling like? Yeah, totally. I mean, the older I've got, the more, the more I can sense something. It's, it's just something that you can't, you can't put your finger on, but you, you play if, if someone in the band is having a bad gig and you you play differently, it, it's a re, it, it's a real thing. I don't know how to explain it, but if someone's on fire and someone's really firing at all cylinders, then you are. If someone's playing slow, then you play slow, and it it it's it's so organic that it. I mean, it is a real thing. Uh, it's just that's just the way it is. I, I don't know how to explain it in any other way, but uh, sometimes songs are written like that, but all performances are like that. You just can't play a solo set. Each member all do your part. You, you're feeding off each other the whole time, and it um, it's exciting, you know, because we we do gigs where they're they're never really the same twice. Uh, we just don't play our part. It's it's not like reading lines or something like that. We you know we we go out there and every gig we we do is is just ever so slightly different. There'll be a slightly different feel or a slightly different interlude or depending on how the crowd is reacting. But it's exciting. And, you can, and obviously, you feed off the energy. The minute you get on stage, right? I could, uh, I mean, I, I could just sense it. If I introduce a band on stage and the house is packed, and you go, I mean, I get goosebumps, and I'm just, I'm not playing. I'm just excited to introduce the band. And then when the band comes on, and you have that energy back and forth, and you can see it. And you know, even like you said, even if you're having a bad day, the minute you grab the bass, or the minute you get behind the piano or the drum kit, you go 
know, yeah, I, I even sometimes that smile pops out. It's it probably it's contagious, right, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, I get I get nervous before a gig, but as soon as you're playing, that that's all gone. That's 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 somewhere else. You know, that's uh, you don't worry about it then. It's just the moments before. <laughs> Is there a better feeling that you know you're on stage and you see the audience singing back? the song to you or singing with you with the song that, you know, those are the babies that you and the guys have created and you walk out and you go, I can't believe like, you know, our Harry sound or something like that, that folks are so into it and they're singing back to you that you go, man, thank you, Lord. Thank you for making me a musician. Right. Well, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wisdom in our infancy as a, as a band, I feel, and um, it's only within the last sort of two, two, three years that that has started to happen. Where you see people, that, you know, that you don't know, and groups of people are, they they know the words. So, I mean, I, you know, I struggle to remember the words. <laughs> involved i mean wow i mean there's nothing no better feeling jason tell me that i mean i've never been to the uk i love to get out to london and get out to scotland i mean it's on my bucket list to get out there have you been to the states at all and what's the difference what kind of what kind of rock music goes on in the states that or in the uk is there a difference that you know of and you know seeing some of the bands that do that were performing back and forth but before this whole lockdown came in place yeah no, i mean there, there is a difference i have been to the states um where, in, a, in a previous band many moons ago so I, i've seen a bit of that um and there is a difference um yeah it's very difficult to actually I mean, you've got you've got bands now like Greta Van Fleet that are uh, that are sort of that kind of British seventies rock, but I think uh, it's, it's very hard for me to say what the difference is. I'll say I think it's the rock and roll thing. I mean, Americans do rock really well, and they do they do the big show really well. Maybe that's just something about the Brits hiding <laughs> all the time. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there, there is a definite difference, but. Um, I mean, there's some obviously some amazing American bands. I don't know if you've seen Grant Van Fleet recently, but that's that's opened up a whole kind of um, a whole new kettle of fish for young people and rock music. I mean, that really has. Those are kind of like four really good-looking young guys playing some absolutely incredible music. So I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's opened up all sorts of doors. Yeah, uh, they. They have, uh, yeah, they really excited me when they came around. Um, I didn't get to see them. They, I mean, the shows sell out, and to listen to them, and they're being such a comparison to, you know, uh, Led Zeppelin, and they don't, and they don't want nothing to do with that. I mean, it's great that they no. that people feel that way, but it, it's just good to see new young. You know, like you said, good-looking guys that get it. I mean, I mean, 16, 17, 18, that are very talented, that have the support behind them. 
We have another band over here called Dirty Honey that I got to see and meet and uh, oh my goodness, I mean, you know, they rec- they recorded their their album in Australia just to get away from everything, but they put together you know a really good five uh, six track album and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, album number two. But I was always interested to see. Never really asked anyone like what's the real difference, but. You like you said you were in the states and were with a band, so you can see. Are there a lot? Are there a lot of other great bands that we're missing here, like your band in Little Red Kings? That you go, oh, you get you. Do you know about this one or that one? <laughs> well, I think I think there probably are, and vice versa. You know, uh, the same we're missing out on loads of uh, great American bands. Uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of travelling going on. Uh, obviously, before the lockdown, we've got um, we've got some friends who have moved to Nashville and they're doing very well. They're in a, in a duo called Ida May. That's kind of Americana blues kind of stuff, and and they've moved over to Nashville. And I know of a few kind of couples and sort of maybe I'd say Americana country acts that have, um, have come over here because they're they're more successful over here. And you know, and likewise, Ida May went over to Nashville because I think you know they're more successful over there. Um, so. I think there's a lot of traveling going on and we, uh, you know, so there's not too many gems hidden up, but uh, I still think there's a lot, you know, and, and even in the UK, I mean, there's, there's, there's UK bands that are, I think are fantastic that, that no one's heard of because it's just really hard, you know, really hard to get the, get the word out and get your head above the water. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Nashville for years was always, you know, that country music city. And now I talk to more rockers that move from L.A. and New York. Yeah. And Nashville is now the music city of the, of the country. You know, anywhere you go, there's more rock stars yeah. there for the, the, the songwriting and the recording. So oh, yeah. you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right. What was the uh, I, I, I kind of know my I, I, I say this question, but I kind of know the answer i think it's so important today we live in such a visual world i'm sure you guys were thinking look if we're going to put out a single whether it's harry sound or whether the storm everything's got to be video right i mean the video can go viral before anybody even buys the song or even hears about us was that the thinking yeah. process as well yeah yeah definitely i mean uh, the people are more likely to click on something if there's moving images i mean it's, it's extremely hard to get people to listen just to listen to something um with an online presence uh, that's just the way it is so yeah we we try and do videos and we try and do everything ourselves as much as we can because we are that kind of diy band we, we just like to do we just like to do things uh, ourselves with our own vision so whether that be photography or videos or music so yeah um Weather the Storm, there's a video coming out on the 29th of that that we did pre-lockdown, so that's in the can and ready to be released. Um, Harry's Town, we've done, we've done the live lockdown. and um, So, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the most fun parts, actually, doing the videos and uh, kind of the, uh, the the photo shoots and the kind of social media part and just, just messing around, really. <laughs> it, it's great fun. What's your personal favorite part of being a musician? Who got you started, Jason? What band? Who did you see? You have any family members that are musically inclined that that you said, "Oh, I got to do that." Yeah, no, not really. If, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be completely honest and say who got me started, then it's going to be. It was literally a band called Kingdom Come. 
which is a heavy metal band, and I like Iron Maiden and Kingdom Come, and, and I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to play guitar so badly and be like them, but then once I got the guitar, then I got, got more into kind of um, Rory Gallagher and uh, uh, blues kind of guitars, Jimi Hendrix and that kind of thing, and then, yeah, and then uh, later on, Led Zeppelin, Humble Pie, that kind of stuff, but uh, it was Kingdom Come, this kind of cheesy heavy metal band that, um, well, it still sounds great today, but yeah, that's what got me into it. Has there, <laughs> I thought it'd be a good way to pick up women. <laughs> well, yeah, that kind, of, that kind of goes with the turf, doesn't it? There's something about that. <laughs> yeah. Has there been one particular moment in your, uh, you know, your short kind of musical career that you're most proud of? Have I got one moment? Well, um, Probably, you might have many, but is there one that sticks out? You know, I don't. I don't think there is. It's a. It's a. It's a strange thing. It's um, often the same. Same sort of questions people often ask. Um, what's your dream as well? And that's again asking for one thing. And I, right. I just think the whole the thing is is a bit of a journey. Like some of the greatest moments. For, for me personally about being in a band is some of the smaller unseen moments like I don't know just sharing time with the guys in a van maybe after a gig at three in the morning and stopping at a service station and eating a pasty or something it's so mundane I know to say that but it's it's the whole the whole aspect um, and some of the more mundane moments have been the most memorable you know dancing to a band after you finish playing uh, with your band members drinking, uh, you know, it, I, I should say it's all about the performance, but it's not. It's the whole. It's the whole camaraderie. Yeah, no, that that's a great answer, and I get to see that. I mean, I've become obviously from my side of the music uh, industry and playing new music and playing the videos, and the bands love it, and I get to meet them after a show, and you just see, you know, the the, the camaraderie, the high fives, and popping open a, a beverage, and hanging out, and the music is playing, blasting, and uh, it's it's a good time, and, and you gotta have that. I mean, you're probably spending more time with these guys than they are with their families, and, you know, there's gonna be some downtime, who don't feel good, who's got a case of the ass, or whatever, but, you know, everybody, everybody Everybody knows uh, what it's what the goal is, and the goal is the product of putting out great music. And you know, you, you always got to remember, hey man, don't forget that feeling that we got when we got on stage. And you know, there's you know a hundred, five hundred people out. The tickets are selling. How would you do? How do you handle fame, um, Jason, in the UK? I mean, yeah, I, I take it you got a really great following. You have to, you have to have a great following. <laughs> Can you can you can you go to? I'll let you know. I mean, uh, uh, there is no fame in this band. Um, you know, we we have a small following. It, it it needs to be a lot a lot bigger, a lot greater. As I say, we we are in our infancy. Okay. Um, uh, every day we you know we nab a few more fans and we sell a few more CDs and that kind of thing. But um, I, you know, I don't I don't want to talk us down, but we are in. We are by no means a famous band at this point. I, not yet. You know. Not yet. You keep doing what you're doing, brother. And you can, when we talk again, you're going to go, you know, Pat, you were, you were on it. I mean, so so you can still go to the store and uh, buy a Coke without five million people like, getting an autograph. Uh, well, 
you know, I won't hold my breath. Well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> what's uh? Tell me what's on your what? What's your outside interest in hobbies? Uh, when you're not hanging out with the fellas in uh, creating wonderful music. I run GoPen Studios, which is a recording studio, which is where we record our own music, and so that's I, I do a dual job when we do the music because I record it and and I'm on it at the same time. So uh, that's what I do, and I you know I love having a studio, and we have other other bands and artists in, and um, you know I scratch around in there and do our own bits, and but yeah, so it's just um, it's a never-ending thing when you own a studio. There's there's I don't know, there's always some other bit of gear you need or there's always some maintenance to do. Or, But I, I love just get, getting better at recording music. So are you playing producer? You're playing mixer? You're playing engineer? You're playing all the parts? All the parts, yeah, which is, I have to say, is, is really difficult, the last two albums, uh, because what I want to do is I just want to sit behind the glass and, and listen to the band play and make sure everything's going down well. But what I have to do is kind of listen, then run back through the other side, play, then run back through again and have a listen, <laughs> and then run back through and adjust a mic over the snare or adjust a mic on a amplifier, and then I run back. And it, it you know, it's, it's not ideal, but um, we've got away with it so far. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds tedious, but, you know, hard work pays, and if you want... I know I'm a prof- I can be a perfectionist and the little things will drive me crazy. So I'd rather yeah. do it a hundred times to make sure it's right and you know yeah. go man why what was I thinking you know but well that's yeah. cool. Do you have other clients, other bands come in to your to your, your studios and and you get to sit back and listen to them and get ideas of what sound that they bring in that you might be able to incorporate into your band. Yeah, I do. Um, I, it's a it's a select amount. I the the one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to be I don't want to be in the studio for sort of sixteen hour days recording bands because I think if you really get into that producer engineer role, you really have to live it. Uh, you know, and live in that studio, and I, I I've not ever wanted that. It's everything for me. I do is a, is a bit of a hobby. Um, but yeah, we, I have uh, people come in, but it's always, um, I really love having unusual unusual acts and uh, sort of strange acts and people that experiment a bit. So yeah, there's some, um, well, I have some odd people come in that play some odd things and, and we sort of experiment and, you know, get some great sounds. Oh yeah, I mean, and that's the key, you know. People thinking outside the box, and that's what excites me when somebody does something different and you go, ooh, wait a minute. I mean, anybody can do the same thing, but when somebody comes up with an idea and then you go, wow, wait a minute here, that uh, that's pretty interesting. Well, what's the, what's the, I mean, once we get the green light to go back to live performance, and I know you, you're biting at the bit, and I'm sure the guys are too, what's the yeah. next... Um, What's the plan? What's the next direction? Will there? Can, do you have a label? You have someone that you want to be hopefully tag onto to do a tour, not only in the UK but maybe come over to the states. Yeah, I mean that would be great. Um, as far as the plan goes, is all of the gigs that we've had lined up this year have always been shelved. I don't know how many of them are going to reschedule. So you know, looking at the calendar for the rest of this year and next year, you know, I have no clue. We, we run a quite a tight ship as, as far as the calendar's concerned. And, 
you know, I have no clue what gigs are being rescheduled and what, which are being shelved. Um, so that that I just I do not know what's going to happen. And in terms of labels, no, we we don't have uh, we don't have a label because um, we record our own music. Um, so we we don't need anything in, in in that kind of line. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we have uh, we have a PR guy, which obviously you know, that's new to us. Um, but uh, I don't know. Keep on keeping on. Well, there you go. And I'm going to tell everybody to go to your website, littleredkings.com, and now's the time to buy a bumper sticker or a T-shirt, and more importantly, to buy this new album, The Magic Show Part 1, even dig even further as I did. They're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, they're on all the social medias. The band is Little Red Kings. I am in love, love, love with this band. Jason, I can't thank you enough for your time. I wish you the best success, and I hope you enjoyed the uh, the chat as much as I have. Well, Pat, I really have enjoyed it. You've been an absolute gentleman, um, and uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I look forward to hearing it. Absolutely, WBXO and Pat Soundbite. You're going to hear a lot more of this band out of the UK, Little Red Kings. It doesn't get any better than this.